following is an exclusive Disruption Network production. from Disruption Network Studios. It is time for EC Radio. What's happening, everybody? We're live on all Disruption Network social media platforms. Follow along on Twitch, on YouTube, on Twitter, Facebook, pretty much all those social media platforms, like I said. Shout out to the sponsors, EJA Moving Services, when you're ready to move and relocate. Hit up Eddie and his staff at 315-335-0516. EJAMoving.com. There's no task they can't handle. They can pretty much move whatever. They can move Mandry back to California if they wanted to with all his drums and, and his, his storage unit and everything. If And they will do that, too. They will do that for you, Mandry. I'm telling you, they're, they're a great, reputable service. Call them today, 315-335-0516. Attorney Dave Longaretta, he's a great man. He's my attorney. If you need legal advice, you can call my good friend at 315-735-6162. Shout out to Utica Coffee. Shout out to Saranac Brewery and shout out to Joey's at 307. I suggest you go over there tomorrow and check out their lunch because they've got amazing lunch specials and they've got a revolving dinner menu and they've got so much seafood dishes and they're just awesome. Go see Matt Grabsky. Tell him Uncle Z sent you. Chris Mandry! Mandry, you're home! I thought AO was coming. Uh, he'll, he'll be here, hopefully. All right. I kind of set him up. I was like, I got on the phone with him because I called you up. I didn't know if you had a ride or not. Yep. So I wanted to know if you had a ride. So I picked up the phone and I said, Mandry, how you getting here? Do you have a car? And I and all of a sudden I hear, We transporting motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like He doesn't have a he doesn't have a car, he's teleporting. Teleporting, that's what he's yep. <laughs> teleporting, that's right. <sighs> so uh, I got excited and I hung up the phone and ran in here and started fixing things, thinking <laughs> AO's coming. I had to AO prepare myself. You yep. know, because the energy level gets pretty high when right. he gets in the room, you which I, I hope he up. does crash it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I think he will. I don't know. I texted him. We'll see if he if he texts back. But, yeah. Good to see you, bud. Yeah, good to see you, too, man. You look good. Thanks. How's California treating you? Great, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, been, I've been loving it. Everything's been uh, everything's better than better than I could have hoped for, I think, at, at this point. Yeah. You're a renaissance man. For people that don't know Chris Mandry, Mandry's a renaissance man. He's a comedian. He's an actor. He's a drummer. He's an improv guy. He can fix your drum kit. He can tell jokes. He can do what I can even paint your living room. He, he, there's so many things this kid can do. And that's where he's taking his talents to Hollywood. And he's gotten himself into some cool things, man. Talk about what you're doing in Hollywood right now in that backline company you're working for. Yeah, so the so the backline company, uh, Studio Instrument Rentals are called. Um, they're right in the center of Hollywood on Sunset Boulevard, and they catered to the stars, like the owner's friends with, you know, Sir Elton John will come in and rehearse, Snoop Dogg, uh, Foo Fighters, you know, all the – the roots we would build drum kits for like the roots and and send them out and put the heads he wants on them tune them up that kind of thing you know uh gets very specific in the drum department uh we had probably about 150 drum sets so somebody would give us their rider like we want these symbols you know depending on if they actually pay for the better stuff or not uh we want these symbols these heads these drums and we set them all up and uh tune everything up put them in packages send them out the door and, uh, yeah, so I was doing that full-time, like, five, six days a week. Do you bring them to the gigs yourself sometimes and set them up? Uh, like, tech? I, I have. I've teched for Mike Portnoy, which uh-huh. was sick, for his um, uh, Sons of Apollo video, the one of the latest, probably the last one that they did. Badass band, by the way. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and that was that was super cool. So I got from his from his drum tech, I got a picture of, of his setup, and then based on that, I just sort of put everything in place, and then uh, he sat down, and I just had to lower all the cymbals, and he was good to go. And uh, so that that was awesome doing doing that kind of stuff. Is that pretty and, surreal for you? Because I know how much you love Portnoy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He actually reminded me a lot of you. <laughs> Why? Because we look alike. If with it, when I had hair, he's kind of. <laughs> but he also there's something about like the way that he the way that he talks. I don't know. He's got like this Long Island. You know, he's he's from Long Island, but he's yeah. got this Italian. Kind, I don't know. It was just really funny. Just yeah. he reminded me of you. Hey, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> a, a light fell on him too during the shoot, and he said that he had a dream about it. 
What? And then, and then he goes, man, I had a dream that one of these companies fucked me over. And uh, and everyone's kind of looking around like, <laughs> I hope it's not me, you know? And then uh, he's doing an interview and this fucking light falls. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's like, oh, man. So, I mean, he made it out. <laughs> wow. He dreamed that. He, he was dreaming about that. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it struck him in the head. Yeah. How random is that? So weird. Pretty crazy. But man. you've worked with other legends though too, right? You've Danny Carey too, right? Comes yeah, in the drum shop. And- so so that job at Studio Instrument Rentals, um, I got furloughed last year in March. I was actually um so I was so I haven't worked there since a year ago, March. And I've been at the drum shop and I started working full time. I was actually in Vegas at the time when I got um the call that I no longer had a job there. <laughs> and uh so I was just like Balls to the wall at Vegas. Um, it was crazy because I would not want to see you in Vegas. Well, yeah, me. maybe I would. It's but. a we had a good time. <laughs> um, so uh, so right when that happened, I I had uh, I was blessed to have this mentality that I was like, well, something creative is going to happen. Something is going to come out of this that I wouldn't wouldn't have happened without getting laid off here. And fortunately, I was right, and I was able to kind of create more of a position for myself at um, at the professional drum shop, which is in Hollywood, actually right down the street from SIR. And, uh, yeah, but that was crazy being in Vegas when everyone found out they're losing their jobs and you're walking around. And I watched in New York, New York, I watched the uh, the slot machines get turned off row by row. Wow, really? And then the, they start pulling the money out of it, and everyone's all like, Sad and stuff. It was super intense. I bet. So I just did what I could to make myself happy. Hey, yeah. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Is her name Molly? She was part of the party. She, yeah. You, you, you visited. <laughs> it was a big party. Molly Hatchet. <laughs> a bunch of people checking in, man. on Facebook and we're live on Twitch. Gary Johnson's over on Twitch right now. He says, I love Chris Mandry more than significant amount of my blood relatives. Wow. That's that's very kind, that's Gary. That's deep, bro. Yeah. I've also met some of his relatives. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> no, I love, I love Gary. Gary's a man. Yeah, Banjo, are you hip to Twitch? Are you on the, the platform right now? I haven't, I haven't messed around with it too much. Yeah, yeah, I haven't, I haven't really messed around with too much new stuff. I've just been kind of nose to the grindstone, plowing ahead, working that kind of a thing. I mean, I'm, I'm familiar with it, and just in the fact that I've heard it, but I've never really messed around with it. Yeah, it'd be a great platform for you. Is it? With, yeah, with your drumming and you know, you're taking videos and whatnot. Nice. Are there? Is it like just live? It's just live. You can't upload videos. Like Periscope, kind of. Uh, well, Periscope you could go live. I didn't. Periscope's fuck, done actually. I didn't fuck around with Periscope either. They're so I don't done. know why I'd even bring that up. Twitter totally took them over. Now we're just live on Twitter now. Oh, so interesting. That, that platform, but yeah, Twitch is like. And now all the local musicians are starting to adapt to Twitch. Nice. And you're seeing Gary go live on Twitch, and Gridley's live on Twitch almost every night, and Justin and Ryan Quinn and Max and all the acoustic artists, and they're doing pretty well on there, man. They're nice. doing very, very well. So it's it's a great little platform, and we're live on Twitch right now. So Sweet. Well, Give hi. us a follow. Hi. I love it here. Twitch yeah. is great. <laughs> Dave Borgia's over on Facebook, nice. and he's saying What's Portnoy up? is awesome. He loves Portnoy. He's a big Portnoy fan. Hell yeah. And uh, we got to give a big shout-out to uh, Tim Moyer over at Gridley Page. He's saying hello to everybody. So. All right, Tim. All the peoples are checking in. Chris Mandry, so have you been doing some comedy? You've been doing any improv when you've been hanging yeah. in L.A.? So I was uh, doing improv at uh, Second City. And I did a couple classes there. Uh, and they ended up, it was right like in the middle of the pandemic, like right when it started. So they ended up going to online. And I did a couple classes online. It was cool, but it just it's tough to sit there for three hours and and that kind of thing. Um, but it was still it was still cool, and I still I still learned a bunch. But uh, I haven't been doing as much of the improv. I have been doing stand up. I actually just booked another show uh, before I got here for the twenty third Thursday, the twenty third at uh, the Federal Bar in North Hollywood, which is where I did a stand up show there last month. And uh, it it went really well. People dug it, and I felt very comfortable and relaxed. You know, maybe because I, I had a couple drinks or something. But uh, you know, I'll, I'll go to like open mics and then work out the material and see what people are laughing at, and see what they're not laughing at. Which is, you know, you're surrounded at an open mic. You're surrounded by comedians, so it's really like, huh, huh, huh. you know, like you yeah. don't really get. It's you, competitive. It, 
it it is it's uh it's a very interesting in, environment uh to try to work through some stuff but it also once you get to the public it's like okay this stuff is actually killing right uh with, with the public so that's really fun to do that and i just love being on stage and in front of a camera anything you know performance wise break breaking a co- comedian's nut is very hard to do if you could get them to laugh right they always say like if you could get um Lauren Michaels from Saturday Night Live to laugh like you're in. You know, right. Like that guy never laughs at anything. Right. So if you could get a comedian to laugh at your shit, you're doing pretty well. Yeah. So has quarantine help you or the lockdown help you with like revamping some of your material? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's well, some of the <laughs> a couple things. I mean, I didn't do anything up until last month, basically, when I I booked the show and then well no i did a couple i did a couple saturdays that i kind of uh just went to go see a show and i ended up helping set up the pa they're like hey you want to do 10 minutes and i'm like sure so i got up on stage without having any practice in the last year and just started kind of you know doing some of my old stuff which was was sort of hit or miss you know the timing was a little rough for sure and then two weeks later got better and then i did some open mics and then it's you know i was able to kind of uh cut out a lot of the fat and and get get to the uh get to the meat of the stuff and uh got it got it working out so yeah it's cool it's a great it's a very cool process and uh it's it's very uh i like the creative part i like that it's just me doing it you know and it's a lot easier i love doing the band thing but it's so much easier to just show up somewhere. You don't have to warm up. You don't have to worry about other people. You don't have to bring any gear. You know, you're just up there with a the microphone that they provide a little buzzed and just kind of shooting the shit, you <laughs> yeah. know? And, you just go off. Do you go off the cuff or do you have material already prepared? Uh, I have I have material prepared. Like, I know what I'm going to say. And sometimes yeah. I'll do, like, little filler stuff. I like to start off by commenting on some other part of the show. It just sort of... I've just found that the rest of the show goes smoother when you can do kind of a on the fly joke about something that you just that you just saw. Um, yeah, so that's been that's been fun to do, and it's a challenge too in the moment. And then I know that I've got my other stuff, which is which is pretty solid solid enough, and uh, and so I can so I go to that afterwards, regardless of people you know laughed or didn't laugh at that in the moment type of thing right on yeah Ju- julie davis is over on twitch she's saying hello to you hi so you're getting reacquainted with a bunch of old friends they're all happy Cheers. to see that smiley face you look at club so you did this you got the comedy thing and you're a drummer and just the other day you inspired the living shit out of me nice and i told you this mm-hmm. when i was cruising around on facebook and i saw the band green jello yeah little pig little pig let me in they do this variety show kind of thing every saturday on their facebook page and it's a freak show it is and it's a freak show yeah. and then lo and behold there you are <laughs> yeah. well no no there pink schneider was there yeah pink schneider was a contestant on this game show and boom and look pink schneider has gone hollywood bro pink schneider <laughs> yeah absolutely has gone hollywood um <laughs> he's talked to matt pinfield I've interviewed Matt. Yeah, or, I'm sorry. Pink has interviewed uh, yep. Matt Pinfield, yep. um, Angelo Moore, Angelo Moore from on, Fishbone. Yep, been on a, a game show with um, with Green Jello. There's another person in there too. Oh, yeah, the guy from the other Fishbone guy too from Modown. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There yeah. was a little bit yeah, of that, that going guy's on in the band anymore. Oh, but, he's not. Uh, yeah, nothing to do with <laughs> that interview. I'm sure. Um, but uh, yeah, so so I ended up getting in with this. It was just kind of. Um, Pretty lucky. I knew that that they were doing it, and they were just starting out like this this variety show because Angelo Moore from Fishbone had came into the drum shop to buy some stuff, and we we're just kind of uh, shooting the shit. Did he remember you from? First of all, we opened Street Rock Mafia opened for Fishbone at the Westcott, and then we got to hang out with them at Modown, and then Pink Schneider interviewed Angelo, which you can find on our YouTube page, which is freaking hysterical. <laughs> Back from like four years ago or whenever it was. Yep. And uh, did he remember you from any of those uh, moments? No, he's a pretty in the moment guy. I True. guess. I guess <laughs> yeah, he's. Uh, you know, he's. I think he's experienced. We love him. Uh, I think he's experienced a lot, so it takes a little bit to kind of like bring that the the chain of um, of events to that to the moment that we you know uh, where, where I interviewed him. But um, eventually, you know, he would look at it like I showed him a picture before Pink Snyder went up. I'm like, hey man, just to let you know, this character is coming out, and he interviewed you, so don't freak out. Because you know this guy's coming out right now. Um, you and, might have a, a and he's looking at it, you flashback. know, and he's like, 
Where I'm like uh, Mo Down. I interviewed you in upstate New York. You remember he said we were wigging out. He's like, "Oh, that was you." Like, <laughs> yeah, that was me. And we were wigging. Yeah, we were wigging out for sure. We certainly were. That I was, was wigging out. That was a great night, great um, day. But yeah, so it was just kind of by happenstance that uh, you know I would heard about this, and then a buddy of mine from uh, from Syracuse uh, that I, who I haven't seen in over ten years. Just comes rolling in. He's like, "Hey, I'm in town working with you know Green Green Jello, and I they needed a borrowed drum set, so I let them borrow a drum set, and then they ended up buying the drum set. And then it's like, "Hey, you want to come in and check this out and be a part of this?" And I just sort of did some stuff, and it was like, "Hey, here's this equations character." Uh-huh. I didn't even tell them; they were just like, just kind of trusted me. I'm like, "Yeah, equations." And uh, they're like, all right, whatever. We'll just say his name. Yeah. <laughs> and then I come out and do the thing and come back next week. So, yeah, and then next, this coming Saturday, I'm going to be playing with uh, Potty Mouth, which is the band I joined when I first moved to L.A. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I'm pretty excited. I haven't played with them in about a year and a half. And- now, Potty Mouth, describe Potty Mouth for everybody out there. So take, like, the grossest thing that you can think of, right? Like a pus-filled fucking, I don't know, just the most disgusting thing that you can think of, right? And you got that thing in your mind right now, just some oozy, you know, something gross. Pus-filled diarrhea, like, yeah, yeah phlegm, right. That green. just big something, and then just cover that in poop. Uh, and then that's potty mouth, basically. Really? Yeah, it's like a speed metal... Um, poop. Yeah. It's, it's speed metal poop. It's potty... So... Years ago, I actually came up with this genre, I thought, um, called potty metal. And it was basically just, you know, poop on your face, you know, right before breakdown type of thing. And uh, don't forget to wipe. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> diarrhea, diarrhea. <laughs> right? Was that kind of like your... Yeah. I mean, what? You're... Yeah. It's, you could, Basically, you're in the band already. Um, <laughs> and uh, so I had this in my mind. And so, of course, the first band that I see on Craigslist was just like, hey, you know, uh, we're looking for a drummer. I was searching drummer wanted, drummer wanted, and I'm like, let me try drummer needed. And then this comes up, and I'm like, are you kidding me? You know, it's joking, but we're a serious band, but, you know, you got to have a sense of humor. And so within 10 days of being in L.A., I'm in this fucking band (laughs) (laughs) called Potty Mouth. You know, it's exactly uh, pretty much what I had envisioned. And it's like Guar. Uh, there's two guys who are just characters. The lead singer is a character, and they'll come out with like. Is he know, the same character every time, or is it he's, different? He's always uh, dread, uh, dread spaghetti, dread spaghetti, and then uh, then the other guys will switch their characters depending on what song it is. Um, they could have like a huge, a huge bong or a big, uh, a big plate of poop. Uh, silly string. There's a. They've got this chick. lot of silly string it's, and a lot of toilet paper, right? It's uh, yeah. I mean, all all kinds of stuff. They used to have a song uh, called "Coat Hanger Abortion," where they would take uh, they would take a fetus on like an umbilical cord, and the guy would start whipping it around his head, and that didn't go over too well in some of the uh, more woke college venues. They got. <laughs> Into actual physical fights <laughs> with people. Cancel culture didn't like those guys too much, huh? No, no. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, so playing with them Saturday, looking forward to that. What a great fit for you. Were you just like, this is my dream band? It's, Did you tell them, like, this has been a brainchild of mine forever and here I am? Yeah, it was really strange. Yeah. It was it was definitely one of those things that was just, uh, you know, you, you recognize it immediately. You know, like my some of my best buds here, um, like Doc, uh, specifically, was like, of course, you would find a, a potty metal band the moment that you get into into LA, and uh, it yeah, it's 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 been great. Some wild times with those guys. We had a gun pulled on us in Arizona. What? That was pretty intense. Yeah, we uh, <laughs> because so, of swinging the fetus around the band. <laughs> no, we were driving. To from Cali to Arizona to play a show at some at this fucking little dive bar, and we're going and the and the bass player uh, was <laughs> was driving. He's a, this macho guy. He used to be uh, top ten in the world uh, bodybuilder, and he's just this monster dude, jacked. And um, we're driving and something happened where some guy was passing us and we were passing him and it was getting kind of heated. We we're about to turn off this exit and the bass player's like, well, you know, what are you doing or something? And then the guy just 
pulls out a gun and, <laughs> and points at us, and I didn't see it. I was just looking forward, you know, just like whatever. And uh, and then the singer looks over and he goes, yeah, "That guy just pulled out a gun." <laughs> and uh, and so I was like, well, "Are you kidding me?" And the, and the driver, bass player, is, didn't see it either. But the guitarist in the back saw it too. He's like, "Yep, definitely a gun." He's very quiet, you know. It's just such a strange dynamic. Um, but yeah, so it was pretty exciting. What's your stage name in Potty Mouth? I haven't gotten. Um, <clears throat> I've given myself a stage name. You can't do that. I I know. No, that's not. Okay, so I don't, I don't have one then. Oh, well, but I don't. What's I don't, the name you? I don't gave use yourself. It. I'm not going to even say it. No, no. I want to know though. Spl- you- splat. <laughs> splat. <laughs> Make some noise for our drummer. Splat. <laughs> and then put some water on your on your snare drum so it kind of sounds like a splat. <laughs> When when they introduce you, um, that'd be funny, like a little thing, like a plastic thing on top of it, so it didn't get the snare drum messed up, but it would still do the Blue Man Group thing. There you go, like brown <laughs> splat, brown water. You can't uh, nickname yourself, Mandry. Well, I, I don't know. Just trying to help everyone out. <laughs> um, so we're thinking too. Well, we were before I I quit the band in November of 2019. Um, but we're gonna make we're gonna turn my the seat into a huge toilet bowl. Ah. Be like a big toilet that I'm sitting at. Nice. Yep. And there's props and stuff on stage too, right? I mean, not yeah, just big like, time props. Yeah, like toilets, and nonstop costumes. So it's a it's a party. Mm. It's right up your alley. Oh yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, it's fun for sure. There was a band out of Buffalo. They were called Anal Pudding. <laughs> they used to come play the Electric Company back in the day, and they were hilarious. And every time they would play, the next day would just be a mess, and there were toilet paper everywhere. Nice busted up toilet seats, and it was crazy. They had some crazy songs too. They were nuts. Nice. Anal Pudding. If anybody remembers that, Dave Borgia saying "Swinging Fetus" would be a great band name. Yeah, that is good. Mm-hmm. That'd be a nice, like jazzy, uh, like some kind of like jazz with like a little, uh, you know, a little hook, a little fucked up hook to it. There you go, <laughs> dude. Give me a, a good. Uh, I can't believe I'm in this moment story since you've been in LA because I'm sh- you've bumped into a few people. That I'm sure you've turned into fanboy. Bro, I've seen you fanboy over Ryan Martini from Mudvayne. That's a little... You fanboyed the shit out of him. I did. And you made him do, uh, was it L, LD50, right? Was it... Da, 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 da. You made him do the whole freaking... <laughs> Internal primates forever. So and, I... <laughs> see, you do remember this. I haven't... Uh, I was a little... Uh, <clears throat> I was a little sped up at the time. Um, but I haven't... Uh, I didn't sing that song like my buddies and I used to... Excuse me. Do what we call mouth band. We go da 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 da. So uh, I I uh, had him stay there and listen to me do it. <laughs> and he's just sitting there like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then I to offered say. to take him to breakfast. <laughs> you him in the band. Him, him in the band. I did. I did because Mudvayne. That first. That first album was. Um, yeah, I'm not normally like that either. But that that first album. Was uh, was a life changing album for me. Definitely one of my top ten favorites. So uh, so that was pretty funny. But uh, no, it was all good. It was all you know innocent, happy kind of stuff. We, I'm sure he remembers. Do you uh, got a wild moment though in L. A. that has just brought to you like I can't believe this is like I'm here right now in this moment. There's been a few. Uh, one of them was with. Doug Benson, you know, familiar with Doug oh, Benson? Oh, the comedian. Yeah. Yeah. Um, super high me. He did super size me, but yeah. with weed. Getting dug with high. Yep, getting yeah. dug with high. Um, he was doing the show Kill Tony, which is like a, uh, it's like an open mic kind of show for people that was on the main stage at the comedy store. So you get called up and you do a minute. I actually got called uh, a few weeks after this happened, but... Um, so I'm at this bar called The Den, and it's right down the street from the comedy store. I'm like, all right, I'm going to have a little something to eat and a, and a drink before this. <clears throat> so I'm having a drink, like watching a game or something, and um, and there's somebody next to me, a couple next to me, and I just order some food or whatever. And then I look over, and it's Doug Benson. And I'm like, and he's about to be the, the featured comedian at Kill Tony up the street. So I'm like, I'm sorry. Doug Benson, and he's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, you know, I've done the 311 cruise and this, that, the other thing, because he's always on those. And uh, we end up just kind of shooting the shit. I'm like, yeah, I'm actually going to go over to Kill Tony. He's like, oh, did you sign up? And I'm like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. 
And I go, uh, you know, I, I never know if I should like smoke some weed before or like take an edible, you know, um, because I don't want to get messed up when I'm there. He's like, and he goes, uh, so I asked him for advice. I'm like, what should I do? And he goes, you know, ma'am, you know, what if you don't get called up and you're just going to sit there not high? He goes, of course, take an edible. You know, I'm like, all right, man. <laughs> so I pulled some edibles out. I'm like, you want some? He's like, Yeah. I do. So I gave him and his girlfriend some edibles, and I took an edible. And so, uh, you know, it was, it was all great. It's like, all right, have a good one, man. Yeah, you too. So then I sit down at the show, and at the show, I'm watching him, and his eyes go from, like, up here throughout the show, and they start getting squintier and squintier. And I'm like, I did that. <laughs> I did that to that dude. Um, yeah, so that was a cool experience. Dice, ran into Dice. You ran into Dice? Yeah. What that was, was that like? He goes, he was wearing, um, he did 45 minutes in the original room, which is like a tinier stage, and I was in the front row, and I was just, I was dying. I mean, I was crying laughing. He is. He's still on top ha- of his game? Absolutely hilarious. I seen him at the Stanley Theater back in the 90s. The way that he just, like, talks and his delivery is just absolutely hilarious. So I'm wearing this professional drum shop hat, right? I'm sitting in the front row, and he's wearing a professional drum shop T-shirt. Because uh, he's a drummer, him and his boys always go there, and he's got like the cutoff. Well, his son's a professional. Yeah, yeah, his son's. Like he's his in son's a great sick. band. I can't remember the name of the band, but uh, Max comes Max, in. Yeah, uh, yeah, I've met him. I've chatted with him a few times. Um, but so, so Dice is up on stage, and he's about to get off. So I'm like, I'm gonna go to the bathroom, be like, hey, professional drum shop, you know, because I know he goes there. So I'm like, maybe, you know, just just say hi quick. So, uh, <laughs> so I go out to the bathroom, and he's coming out. And I'm like, uh, you know, I got my hat on. I'm like, hey, Dice, Dice. And he walks by and he goes like this. He's walking by and he just looks at me. He goes, no. And he just keeps on walking by. It was fucking, it was perfect for him. I mean, that's just like what, you know. Yeah. It, that's just the way he is. No. But it was, he goes, no. I'm not giving you any of my energy. <laughs> hey, Dice, no. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, man, it's it, there's... It's uh, those types of people. It's very accessible there, um, you know, and especially if you're just kind of chill and cool and appreciate it and and aren't you know putting too much freaked out energy. You know, if you don't Ryan Martinez people, then it's you're you're better off. Oh my God, he looked at you like you had five heads. Yeah, <laughs> band just saying half aborted fetus was a fake name he made up for a death metal band. Nice. Yeah, the logo was a pacifier with a fishing hook in place of a nub. <laughs> <laughs> and That's he also great. says hello to you. Oh, nice. <laughs> 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 Hi, Dave Bandage. Good to hear from you. If you're watching on Facebook, if you could do us a favor and click the share button and help spread the word. You got anything you want to promote? Well, I think you like besides uh, you got this gig with Potty Mouth. Is that something people can view on a live stream? Thing? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so green the Green Jellovision show is uh, live every Saturday, uh, two to two and a half hour show from eight to ten Pacific time. So that's uh, eleven to one Eastern time. Um, on their Facebook Live, they might do Instagram too, but definitely on Facebook Live. Um, and it's cool. It's a it's a variety show. They got musical. No, it's a freak guests. show. It is absolutely a freak. I'm show. I'm so inspired by it. It is it is for sure a freak show. Ton of fun. Um, but I'm going to be helping out with that. Hopefully, hopefully weekly. Um, it has been before I before I left for the last two weeks. So uh, yeah, you can see uh, next Saturday. Going to be doing that with Potty Mouth. I got the stand up show. On the 23rd, uh, Professional Drum Shop uh, is uh, the place that I work now full-time. Um, I've been helping out with their website, so a lot of like online sales, that kind of a thing, but also uh, working, hopefully, within this year to really get the YouTube channel um, up and popping. Cool. They've got a lot of history there. They've been open since 1959. All the all the, the major drummers, especially if they were in L.A., um, would come through there. They're, the music store next door. Uh, they used to uh, sell some junk out of there. They don't anymore. So people would go there back in the day when you could smoke and drink right in the store. They'd go there and and um, and pick up whatever, and then come to the store, and everyone would be gathered up, you know, having fun, just partying and and hanging out. You know, you'd see Jeff Picaro there. You could see um, any you know Buddy Rich. That was his hang. Um, they got Buddy Rich's last drum kit there. It's really just full of. Full of history, and I'm uh, wow. super, super lucky to be there, man. It's like a, 
it's a, it's a, I, I realized actually that I've always had a retail business my entire life, which is something that I never like really put together. But so when I was five, it started actually when I was four, I think three or four, I would do uh, trick or treating and get candy. Right. And, uh, I didn't like, I was a very picky eater. So there's only certain things that I liked and the other stuff my dad would eat, but, um, I didn't want to give it to him for free. So I'd make a price list and I'd sell him the candy, and I'd have to check every morning because sometimes he'd, like, sneak some candy out. So I'd be like, make sure you put your wrappers in the yeah. <laughs> in the bowl so I know what you had. You stole my Hershey Kiss. <laughs> you owe me a nickel. Well, and if I liked the kisses, they'd be worth 25 cents. You oh, know what wow. I mean? It's supply and demand. Inflation. But uh, so, uh, so ever since then, I've always been buying and, and selling stuff or getting stuff and selling it. And uh, it's just kind of a perfect fit for me with all the stuff I've been I've been doing so. Yeah, the the drum shops, uh, it's been a godsend for sure. And it's wide open for you too, right? To practice your chops. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. They they kind of they hook me up with this uh, with a little room that I'm able to kind of jam out and, and teach lessons. And Are you that sleeping kind of in a mandry? I didn't. No, <laughs> I have not. No, because okay. they uh, they <laughs> not yet. <laughs> they break my chops. I haven't had to yet. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, but yeah, no, they, they break my chops all the time. They've had other people there who who have slept at the drum shop like way back, you know, thirty, forty years ago, and uh, you know they'll they'll call me that name. So like, hey, Howie, you staying over there tonight? You know, it's they're they're funny dudes. Yeah, yeah, they break chops. It's pretty good. So it's like a legendary joint. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. They got Buddy Rich's last kid. They got the first. You know, so many uh, things were invented there. Um, really. Yeah, they've got something called a speed key, which is like a drum key that uh, it's it's got like a little windy kind of a thing that was first created there. Um, there's uh, if you ever see like uh, Hal Blaine, who's like super famous studio drummer. He was part of the Wrecking Crew. He's the main drummer of the Wrecking Crew. That was like his his shop, and um, so they built the first Octoplus kit. So it's like eight drums uh, made by Ludwig that was custom made, and they put it together. They just got the shells and they put it together all right there. And then after that, it blew up. Um, they were just good friends with the Ludwig Company, Pearl. The big reason why they're even over here is because of that drum shop. Wow. And yeah, man. It's, so do uh, they hand make drums too? Is it like custom builds? Uh, they if if you bring in like a shell without any holes in it, they'll uh-huh. do all the drilling, all they that do kind some of stuff. finish work on it. Uh, a little bit. They don't. Yeah. They don't like rewrap it, but um. Tons of repairs, you know. Uh, that's where, like, Danny Carey will get his stuff repaired there. Um, everyone else that's, you Did know. Did you lose your shit when Danny Carey come walking into the drum shop the first time? He, he, the first Be honest th- with me. Yeah, yeah, The first couple times I was a little, like, yeah, you know, I, because I didn't want to. I didn't want to do the, you know. Ryan. You didn't want to do the Ryan Martini thing. <laughs> um, but uh, no, he's he's always been he's always been super cool. Actually, excuse me, he came in with some buddies, and we had just gotten these. This book is kind of a rare book that somebody passed away, and he had all these books, and uh, and so I gave him it because it's all about like shapes and like the shapes on a drum set, and that's what he's like into all that kind of stuff. So um, so I'm like, hey man, take this. And he's like, oh, thanks, man, cool, you know, and checking it out. And then the three guys he was with was like, hey, can I get one of those too? So then sold them all the books too. But, uh, but yeah, he came up and shook my hand after that, and he's just a really – he's a nice guy. And he pointed out that I was wearing the tool shirt. He's like, nice shirt. You that, didn't even – I didn't, didn't even, even know. I thought that. it was a Meshuga shirt. And I looked down, I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. I didn't tell him that I bought it in a parking lot, but <laughs> – <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, that, how cool is that? insane man it's uh there's something to it too about being around that kind of energy too i think you know there's a certain kind of uh you know they say that you that you are basically the the personality of the five people that you keep around you and i think that it's something i think it's a little more it can be that that is true and i see that just in myself and the way that i've changed depending on who's in my life but um just to be around that kind of energy it's a it's a totally different perspective you know that people seem more like people and they're more uh relatable in in some cases like that and it's uh yeah it's it's uh it's awesome to be there for sure 
cool, man. You deserve it, man. You, you got balls, bro. I got to hand it to you. You do. You got balls. You just one day up and left and lived in your car for like six months in L.A. And like you just did it. And with no shame whatsoever. And you did it. And you did it with pride. And you did it with balls. It takes balls to do what you did. Thanks, man. So nobody actually knows about that. You were the only person who, oh, who knew about it. Oh, I just that. blew you in. Yeah, but it's all good. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. and Mrs. Mandry. <laughs> oh, so, Christopher, you're what? Yeah, I know. No, literally nobody knows. Not the they do now. Yeah, it's all good. Uh, I figured it was going to come up, so I was, I was Sorry, Phil. No, it's cool. So uh, so you and one other person guessed it, that I was doing that. Um, but uh, And I only to- told probably a couple other people that were very outside of of my my world especially here i didn't want people to be concerned that kind of thing but it was all everything was good so here's the setup for that it wasn't just you know right you weren't just homeless living in a car you had things going on well you were (laughs) i mean i had there was some anchors so um (laughs) and i would just tether off but uh so within a mile i had I'm going to go back even more things. So when I moved out there, I didn't have any place to live. I was just like, I'm just going to go out there and hopefully find something. I found a nice place in his, uh, in Silver Lake. It was like 1500 bucks for a month. And I'm like, more of a vacation type of a mentality, you know, with that month. The next month, I did Airbnb, and I didn't want to use my cash, so I used, uh, I could put it on a card, you know, because I wanted to hold my cash and, and use it for what I needed to use it for. Um, and then after that, at the end of that month, I was like, okay, um, I got a practice spot. I needed a place to keep my drums. It was a 24-hour lockout. So what that means is that you have access. It's a practice facility. You have access to it. Uh, you cannot live there. Like, they have um, they will kick you out immediately. Uh, but I had, within in North Hollywood, within a one-mile area, I had my practice spot, which is like 400 bucks a month I was paying. I had a storage unit. I had... Um, PO box and uh, Planet Fitness was there, so I could go shower, and and uh, you know d- do what I had to do, and uh, it so from February of 2019 to the end of June uh, 2019, so that five months, um, I was I slept in my car. I had this little fucking uh, I could push down the back seat, and then I had like a little mattress set up. I could throw it up there and. Um, Probably about a minute and a half, not less than a minute. I could just, you know, boom, 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 and um, and I pretty much every night I was giggling. You know, I'd like pull up to a parking spot, be like, <laughs> and then slide in the back. Um, and so I was never really, I was never scared. There were a couple of kind of dicier moments. One time when I was in Englewood uh, sleeping before I had to go to um, out to Nashville. I think I heard somebody knock on my car and go, "Mr. Mandry." Oh, I had a tarp around the. Uh, it could have been a dream. Could have not been a dream, but <laughs> I uh, I had a tarp that would go. I had these clips, so like in my in my Jeep, I would clip it to to the two handles, and then I I uh, had a way to to put it. I would close the trunk so that I had like a tent basically inside, so you couldn't see inside, and um, and yeah, so I did that for basically five months, and uh, it was it was interesting. It was it was there were some points where it was. It was difficult, you know. You I'm go sure. through this kind of a mental thing, but I also knew that um, this was my opportunity, and that I, I had to save money. It's not that I didn't have money, you know. I could have gotten an apartment, but I also knew that I only had so much time, and that I'm not. I didn't have to support anybody. I'm, I'm fine. I'm in a. I'm in a good situation, you know. Mentally, I was, I was prepared to do whatever just to survive you know what i mean just to 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 stay afloat for as long as possible my goal is to hit the one-year mark you know and and after the one-year mark i figured i'd at least get in the rhythm of the city and start learning more but um but yeah it's interesting that the kind of survival things that you uh that you that you figure out and would start spotting other people too like i'd be driving and be like oh that guy lives in his car Oh, that guy, you know what I mean? And then I'd see, like, these RVs and, like, look at these fucking mansions, these people, <laughs> you know? But, um, but yeah, it's... How uh, did you maintain to stay positive throughout all that? Uh, a lot of giggling, you know, at the, at the, um, at, at how, how crazy it, it was, but also, um, 
you know, it was it was tough. You know, there were there was points there that like I didn't nobody knew. Like nobody in, in I was working, I was um I was in bands and nobody knew what was happening. Um I guess I guess a lot of it was um how did I stay positive? I just always trying to trying to achieve something, trying to get something, whether it was a job. Um, you know, I, it was difficult though because there were points where I was like, I wanted to quit the drums. Like I was like, after you know, I was ready for a humbling experience to go out there because I know that it's uh, it's a totally different animal out there. I mean, the best of the best in the world are out there, and uh, I got humbled a, a pretty pretty quickly and and pretty hard. And, um, and it, that, that was, that was difficult, but then comedy was there too. And so, you know, doing, doing the open mics and, and that kind of a thing and writing about it as much as I could, like having jokes about it, but it was also so real that it wasn't necessarily funny. Like I noticed that people were more concerned for me <laughs> when I would tell jokes than like, and like, ha ha ha, you know? Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. There was a certain kind of like. Because you're talking about your day to day, yeah, or like you know, I forget, I forget now what what some of the jokes were, but like it was kind of like a, a little bit of a fearful thing. So you had to be like, you know, like, oh, like one of the jokes is like, you know, I can, uh, you know, I use my slow cooker, which I actually did. I can use my slow cooker in my car, uh, but it would take me, you know, six hours to cook something. So I got to use a tank of gas to cook a, <laughs> to cook a meal in my in my slow cooker. But uh, no, nah, everything everything was cool. I mean, nobody is. Were there any ladies like, "Do you need a meal, honey?" No, <laughs> no, no. Uh, no. I mean, again, nobody nobody knew when I and I played out. Like my work didn't know. Like the drum shop, they were actually breaking. They would break chops about other people. Be like, "Oh, that guy lives in the car." Be like, "Yeah, that guy." <laughs> I was going to my car and fucking taking a nap. But um, but you have an apartment now, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got an apartment um, in July after after those five months, and I, yeah, it was just kind of time where I was like, all right, it's, I think I'm I'm ready to you know uh, get away from the <laughs> from the road noise, and uh, yeah, and I got an apartment actually with a professional comedian, um, Samuel Bade. He's he had a show on Netflix, uh, One Hundred Humans, and uh, he's been on Conan O'Brien, all that kind of stuff, and. Uh, so we would go out and do some comedy stuff every now and then. He'd kind of give me input, and uh, he'd be doing different shows, and I'd try to help him out and give him some input there. And then I moved uh, from there to uh, Hollywood. And it was, you know, as I got more work, as I got more jobs, things just got a little more uh, comfortable. And um, and then so I uh, moved to Hollywood in February of 2020, and then a month later, that was, you know, pandemic. One of the roommates bounced, but he was still paying for it until July. And then uh, and then in uh, July, he bounced, so I, I wasn't going to be swinging 1500 bucks a month in a pandemic, whatever it was. It's expensive to live out there, huh? Yeah, oh, yeah, super expensive. And then this other place opened up again just randomly, so I went back to that place, and that's where I'm at now. It's uh, it's cool, man. It's, it's a pretty... Um, you know, pretty easy setup. It's very inexpensive, and uh, I got a little hot tub in back, so I can do. Been doing like therapy for my arms, where I like ice them and then heat them, ice them, heat them after I'm playing. So I, I fucked up my, uh, my elbows a little bit, like tendonitis, and uh, so just kind of taking care of that. But um, at some point, I'm going to do a documentary type of thing about because I took a lot of footage um, of of me with the whole like living in the car situation. I'm you did? Be, oh yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of stuff of me like waking up with like you know the tent around me and looks like I'm like uh, giving birth. Like when I would come out of my car, like I'd poke my head around, see if anyone's around, and then fucking crawl out. And it just, I mean, I think the biggest benefit to me is that I was able to have a sense of humor about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The entire time is that it's just like this is this is just fucking so silly. <laughs> It's uh, always been a characteristic of yours, though. You can always make fun of the situation, no matter what, or you know, turn it into jokes, no matter what kind of the situation right. it is, which yeah. is good. Very lucky. Adamant saying he's good to see you. you're still alive. Oh yeah, <laughs> you're still alive for oh, sure. Oh yeah, there was no, there was no. Uh, it, it was, it was fine. It wasn't 
there was no scary anything, you know, any any kind of scary stuff was kind of in my mind. But yeah, it was all it was all good. And I, you know, a part of it too was like, all right, this is part of the story. And I had to have a couple people who I would talk to every now and then kind of remind me. It's like you know, you're just this is just part of a story. It's a stop. You know what I mean? This isn't um, having having some people that you can talk to helps a lot too. Yeah. You know? In any situation, no matter how well off you are you know i think that that kind of the mental health muscle is something that you can build like weightlifting like you're not just going to fix everything in one day it's something that you are constantly working on and constantly getting stronger and yeah just like exercising right and social i think that we're going to see with things opening up is a lot of people have not worked their uh social muscle in in a while and i can already see it like on the plane ride coming out here people were just like not tolerant of each other in a lot of cases. Some fights almost breaking out. Really? Yeah, and the way people are driving. I mean, it's there's a lot of pent up um, things going on right now that it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, it it it's going to take a little bit, I think, for people to to get back in a in a normal groove. I don't think there's going to be a normal groove. Yeah, it's. Um it's a new be, change of consciousness now. Going to be cutting out a new thing that people are going to be grooving in. It, it's going to be a new. Yeah, you do feel that vibe though. It's all the uneasy energy that's going on, the uncertainty. Just people a little bit. In the beginning of the pandemic was bad. Yeah, like trying to go to a grocery store, you just felt all this negative pent up energy. Right. Just people are. You've got it. You, you have it, don't you? Yeah, just You've put the blinders the on and just you know. But it is eased up a little bit, but it's still there. Mm-hmm. But. Hopefully we can kind of get to back to a different normal. It's going to be a different normal. It's not going to be what we were used to. Yeah. Definitely not. Yeah. But it's yeah. great to see you, though, bud. It's that's Your parents going to be happy that you're home for a little while, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's nice. They're all vaccinated, so we're able to hang out. And, cool. Uh, and, yeah, so that's, that's super, super cool to be able to just sit down and have dinner with them. You know, I haven't seen them in year and a half something like that and just people here in general i haven't seen since i left and um so it's it's nice to be able to see probably good to folks. catch up with everybody yeah. you got plans when you're in town uh a little bit it's mostly kind of i've got some work to do around the uh, around the house and um that kind of a thing but definitely meeting up with some folks gonna see family uh, at the end of the week which i haven't seen i've never met one of my nephews and i haven't seen my uh, other nephew and my niece in Probably three years. Uh, no, I actually I saw him when my grandmother passed, but it's been a little bit. So, pal, yeah. you come to Utica. What's the first thing you eat? The Utica food. Uh, the first thing I actually had some long hots at Delmonico's. <laughs> I had um, I had some garlic pizza with bacon. Um, <laughs> that's our traditional band practice. Florida came over, brought some of that, uh, which was delicious. And then what else? Um, I'll get some like a like a buffalo chicken sandwich. I uh, just went to Pumpernickel's before I came here. So you don't dive into like chicken riggies or the greens or any pizza or anything. Uh, oh, you did have pizza, but yeah, 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 I I will. I'll get there. I'll probably get some Georgia. I'm gonna go to Encora. I want to go to Taylor and the Cook. Um, some few places that I want to uh, bend a Big Apple, which they didn't have any food there. Um, they but, don't. No, <laughs> I feel like they should have apples. They got candy on the counter. You can get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, there's certain chocolate milk. That's what I got. I got a gallon of chocolate milk. Been crushing that. Um, You're the all American boy. The burned dairy. <laughs> oh, Mandry. Dave Bandage is posting up uh, the Pro Drum Facebook page. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. then he also posted Green Jello's Facebook page. Oh, hell yeah, Dave. Thanks, buddy. And give a shout out to Motor Lord out there. You got to check out Motor Lord. They're yeah, is that Tom? Uh, no, this is Marshall, guitarist. Tom's in that band. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Tom is in that band. I forgot all about it. Yeah, I remember when they when they started. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw him play at. That's uh, right. I totally forgot Tom's in that band. at a VFW. I was in Squall with uh, with Tom. Yep, which was awesome. And Jared Pezdek and uh, Kelly Murphy. Yeah, yeah. You played a lot of bands, brother. Billy I was, Joel tribute. I was thinking about the live band karaoke that we used to do at the electric company. Mm-hmm. And like now where that has come 
as far as the live band karaoke and like these people on Twitch and like our good friend Joe Altier is out there playing like 6,000 songs. Like back then when we were doing live band karaoke, you guys only knew like maybe 80 songs, maybe 100. Yeah, yeah. Something we had, like that. We had now these guys a, know thousands of songs. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I, Just technology, you know? It is technology. And also, you know, that's a lot of work to be putting in to, to know those songs. That's something that I kind of, that's a, uh, it's a lot of time to be to be putting in and, and devoted to that. So much, you know, a lot of respect to those to those folks who are doing that. And the indeterminacy that's that was a big thing for me is that it's different. Like the Grateful Dead, you know what I mean? That that's an indeterminate band because it's different every single time. Um, you know what, what they're doing with jamming, and that was what I found with um, with the live band karaoke is that you know technically it would be different every night, even though it seemed after a while like the, the same. same thing. Yeah. yeah. It was fun though. It was a lot of fun. We had some fun over there on Thursday nights. We used to do it every Thursday, and for about eight or nine months, we did it. Was it? Yeah, it was yeah. Like about a year or whatever. But yeah, it was good time, and we had some regulars that would come in to get up and play with you guys. And yeah, Robert. Robert. That's <laughs> what I was trying to think. I was just going to ask you what that guy's name was, but he was totally into it playing Metallica. Then we play like Enter Sandman every week. Yeah, there were a couple <laughs> others too. I forget what, but definitely, definitely Enter Sandman. We love that one. Enter Sandman was one. Hope he's doing well. What's up, Robert? What's up, Robert? <laughs> Shout out to Robert. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody out there. Nice, man, Dream. Uh, it's great to catch up. Good yeah, to man. see you. Yeah, you too. This is uh this studio here is badass, man. Thank you. Yeah, you're doing some uh you're doing some great stuff. You've been playing bass much? No. I I'm I have not. Well we'll we'll have to do something about that. Uh, yeah, I've t- I have not picked it up a little bit. And it hasn't been what uh, what I should be doing, you know. Just kind of the the only bass I've been playing is what we've been passing along, right? The tracks that you and I have been doing together. But other than that, no, unfortunately not. I've been podcasting. Yeah, we'll have to put we'll have to put together a song. I was thinking too. We got a song that uh, we've got a bunch of songs that are unfinished. Yeah, one actually we recorded at uh, at uh, what's it called over there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-oh. Oh no! Speak of the devil. <laughs> Speak of the devil. There, there he is. We, we we're anticipating this arrival. What up? Uh, come to that one. That one over there. That one over there. Oh my God! What up? <laughs> What's up, buddy? Oh my God! Look who's here. Look who's here. Crashing the party. I gotta unmute you, kid. I gotta unmute you. Hang on. Look at you. I love it. Ladies and gentlemen from Rome, New York, weighing at a chiseled 155 pounds. <laughs> That's chiseled, baby. That's chiseled. That's chiseled. He is chiseled. Another Renaissance man that you can find hanging in the Street Rock Mafia camp. Check him out at <laughs> audiooptics.com. Say that. AO is yeah, the future. Com. There he is. AO the future. What's up, yeah, kid? Not too much came from the future. I mean, <laughs> we started this podcast talking about you because when I called, you picked up the phone or he picked up the phone and you're like uh, I'm transporting or I, I, I'm no, uh, you, you said how are you getting over here yeah teleporting motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> teleporting right yeah yeah so then all of a sudden I got super excited and then I hung up the phone because I heard your up. voice I heard your voice I got excited I hung up the phone I ran in here and started fixing all the scenes around so I could throw you in here because I great, thought you were man, coming great. in but you did show up so it's great to see you yeah. Jeff Adderman's like holy shit an AO sighting yeah, yeah, I yeah. know, right? Very, very rare, man. Very rare. How, isn't it good to see your boy? Look oh, at him. Man, I was, oh, so, Hollywood. I was so happy to see, still happy to see the man right now, man. Oh, yeah. For real, it's just great. Hollywood over here. <laughs> Hollywood Hogan in the flesh. Yeah, we just had a little lunch over at Pumpernickels talking about dreams and all kinds of shit. Yeah, oh, my cool. first time being there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, great menu over there. Yeah, yeah. Shout chicken, out to Phil. Chicken Philly. Oh, shout out to Phil. With the chicken Philly, you heard? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> see? See, I heard. Already on it. Man, seeing you two in the room together, man, I'm excited know, man. right now. I feel I like know. I want to play some music. Well, can we do like a beatbox vocal jam Yeah, or that's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. We should do that. <laughs> we need to do something. <laughs> what have you been up to? Plug something. I know you, you're busy. you got a lot of stuff going on, Ayo. Right now, like probably like for what's been taking up a lot of my time, I, I've been filming a documentary, and um, and it's kind of uh, tied into prison reform. And um, so that's that's like the, the, the number one thing right now. Are you working with Incarcerated Flavors on that? 
No, I'm not. No? I'm actually working with uh, Mark Valley Weldon, Ryan, cool. and and, uh, and Buddha down there. So awesome. Uh, we've been kind of busy with that, kind of putting this whole entire thing together and and getting our infrastructure ready and. And it's just going to be a beautiful thing, man. So what's the basis on this whole uh, documentary? The, the basis on, on on all of it is uh, about the obstacles that, that like people like myself that have came home from prison uh, that we face when we are looking for employment opportunities, career advancement, um, equality. And, and instead of looking at us from a societal view and being just like, now I mean, like, like you are less than the pet in my backyard right now. And I mean, so um, a lot of that is like where the passion for me kind of uh, uh, kind of got me involved with, you know what I mean? So um, doing that and uh, and just kind of getting in, involved with the marketing and stuff and seeing where I'm going to go next with Audio Optics and, and all that stuff. So, you know. You still making band videos? Band? Hell yeah. yeah it's, like that's his forte, right, Mandry? Yeah. How much fun did yeah. we have making all the videos that we oh, made? Oh, my God. Fire. There was... Some of the best, uh, some of the best experiences. Period in my life. Yeah, me too. Bitch, bear my money. Yeah, bitch. Every time I walk in a bank, I'm like, get the fucking, get your fucking <laughs> feet off the desk. Everybody better have every dollar. Just Everybody. throwing money off the top of the place. Oh, I take dimes, fun. nickels, food stamps, ones, fives, <laughs> and tens. We we're blessed to have you in that circle, though, because you were constantly with that video camera in hand, and you documented <laughs> so many great things. Every time you turn around, he's making another video. It's like wow. And then yeah. you did the bitch better have my money video. Then we, we were able to go into the odd and film uh, inspirational noise. Like we had some. Great times, man. Yeah, we almost filled up a 500 gig hard drive off the stuff that we we got. I got a hard drive with all of our shit. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah, there's so much stuff. That there's so so much. Much. like, remember we played chess? At, yeah. And ping pong. <laughs> <laughs> all in the same breath. You know what I mean? Like while I mean, you, while recording. This you guys shit. were doing the big blue Olympics downstairs we in their were. basement. <laughs> <laughs> you guys started, yeah. we started at ping pong in the pool, That's and right. then you just like bouncing all over to all the games that they have That's downstairs. Right. The only thing you didn't bust out was Monopoly. I know. The only thing we probably still play. be playing that shit. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> me and my brother, big shout out to Kid Cosmic. Me and my brother, we used to play Monopoly for like four months. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. don't touch the stop. board. Yeah. I got my money. <laughs> I'm coming over there tomorrow. I own Board Rock. That's mine. That's <laughs> don't go, don't collect two hundred dollars. Hilarious. Yeah, man. man. How about how about you, man? What have you been up to? What's I I know I I, I know what you've been up to. Should have been here fifty minutes ago. But uh, no, no our, our conversation kind of uh, was was really um, just just spectacular over lunch, and yeah. uh, and I appreciate you so much, man. Fuck yeah, I appreciate bro. XY to the two man. Yeah, but I like, love you guys. I, I, it's been two and a half years since I've seen this dude. Man. Has it been that long? Yeah, You've been gone that yeah. long, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah, and I I haven't seen him in the in the flesh since uh, yeah since I left. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Everything's been good, man. You know, just uh, plowing forward. I got a bunch of stuff to record music. Uh, I got an electric kit. I got a couple other drum kits set up. So that's been cool. Um, been getting a lot of percussion instruments. Getting, been getting a lot of weird. So like at the drum shop, they got all kinds of weird like metal things with like springs on them. You know what I mean? That are like handcrafted by these whoever. So I've been picking up a lot of crazy instruments like that. Can make some cool. Are you collecting with. a lot of stuff? Oh, are you dude. becoming a hoarder? It's but yeah, yeah. Just now I'm becoming yeah, a hoarder. Right. <laughs> been a hoarder. Just now. Yeah, you still have that storage unit sitting here in Utica, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I got another dude, we one. We opened it up one day and just like everything come collapsing on me. I opened it up and I'm like, oh! <laughs> like beds and drum sets and everything's falling on top of me. And just like, like Uncle Buck. Yeah. <laughs> um, crazy though. What, what about you, Z? What have you been doing that's like like creative um, outside of disruption? Uh, nothing. It's all been disruption. Well, what about the uh, the mafioso? It's been disruption. Okay, okay, <laughs> Still disruption. under okay, disruption okay, blanket. Back, back. But yeah, yeah, I'm the down, mafia podcast has been big, man. Are we you... just broke three thousand downloads today. Yeah, something Colenzo. Awesome, I had coffee with Colenzo over there. Today. Yeah, it's pretty excited about <laughs> it. Nice, so man. it's four episodes in, and we really we dropped three grand on uh, on downloads. So I'm pumped about it. That's the awesome, response man. has been huge. It's been great. We need to make a movie off that man. And for that's bro, that's kind of like the plan. And I got a couple ideas in the works, and like we're we're talking. But you know, right, cool. everybody blows smoke up your ass. You know what this I mean. So yep. we've been talking to a, a lot of people have reached out. Let's just say that, and we'll you know we'll just kind of filter through the bullshit. Speaking of blowing smoke up your ass, pot's legal. Yeah, how about how about that? Yeah, take it any way you can get it. <laughs> That's it. Um, that means I can smoke on the show. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? You think they're still gonna do Pretty drug crazy. Tests? What's that? Still gonna do drug tests? You think? 
I mean, if like companies and stuff depends. like that. Yeah, probably. We know it's legal, but you shouldn't be doing that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they still do. I think at least until it's federally legal, mm-hmm. they'll be doing that. But yeah, I don't know. Um, Anderman wants to know how long you're in town for, Mandry. Right now, till Saturday. Saturday. I might might push it a little bit, but I haven't I haven't decided yet. But the following Saturday is that potty mouth show. Yep. Right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. With Angelo. With Angelo. I was just talking about how like the universe and things just come full circle, and we're in a sim. I swear, once again, we are in a simulation, man. You think it, and it happens. You talk about somebody you haven't seen him in I don't know a couple of lifetimes. Yeah, and dude just pop. Oh shit! I was talking about your ass yesterday. I mean, and it's just like. Did you see the video? Did you see him on the show with, with, with P. Snyder and and yeah yeah, yeah. hell yeah yeah, yeah, yeah right and, right and, and, and uh, <laughs> equations and all that good shit. Hell yeah, I seen it, man. I was there. I was. Yeah. <laughs> Not my, my spirit was there. I feel like I'm always with man at, at all times, man. Like, I know, even, I hear that. Like, I, I really do. I don't got to even talk to you. I'm just like, I'm just in tune. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. What are you cracking up when you saw it? But then you're looking at it, and too, it's like, oh, shit, Angelo's there, too. Yeah, it's like, like yeah. how weird. Like he's you doing said. the beat. Uh-huh. He's he's providing the beat in the back for the equations thing, man. It was so, so nuts. So over I, I see him. Like, I was like, oh, fish phone. I just started flipping out. You know what I'm saying? I think I threw my phone at the couch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what now? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, here it comes. <laughs> Great. I love it, man. I love it. Yeah, that's it. Was amazing to see that and how the universe just comes around and now, Thanks, boom, and there you are. You're like best friends with them now. Yeah, yeah. Full <laughs> Wasn't that a great night though when we opened for Fishbone at the Westcott? That shit was so fire. That was that was so much fun. Yeah, it was so fire. Looking at the pictures back from that, and I think I I listened to um, uh, I listened to Milky White Booty where we go into Boogie in the Butt. Oh yeah, yeah, uh-huh. and that's it, dude. Hilarious! Take your little trumpet in your butt. Uh, you know, like kind of. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was from there. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. You recorded that. Uh, we recorded. We recorded. Everything. Yeah, we had we had the yeah. tripod set up. Yeah, we used to play boogie in the butt. The people in sound used to hate me. I'm like, yo, I need to put my, tri- my, my my tripod right here on my camera. Yo, bro, we got our sound. Just trust me, my nigga. It's gonna work. Out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know you would have to always had to like like negotiate. But not space. too many bands were doing that back then, though. This is true. Think yeah. about it. No, nobody was really. We documented every step yeah, every we made, thing, pretty much. And if you don't have it, Washburn's got it. That's right, right. BMW. Yeah. You sent me a bunch of uh, mm-hmm. footage. Mm-hmm. Big shout out BMW too, man. Yeah, That's my for dude. sure. I haven't seen him in a minute. Last time I, I heard, he was like on like the Alps or some mountains. No, yeah, yeah. He did. Uh, he did the big. What's it? Uh, the Himalayas. Himalayas. I know. Yeah, that was is. last year. That's fire. Yeah, he's doing very well, man. Right. Uh, Adderman wants to know if you'd be interested in tuning some drum heads in a session this week. And sure. He, he would compensate you, of course. Sure. Yeah. So you make a little scratch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I love it. <laughs> it's gonna cost you, Adderman. Let's go. You need yeah. Some Microphones tune, what's happening? Yeah. yeah. No, I, I haven't put a <laughs> man, I haven't put a I haven't put a five thousand dollar tune on a drum in a long time. So yeah, I'd love to do that for him. There you go. It's been a while, huh? Yeah. Oh yeah. shit, you got my name on the screen. Right. <laughs> you just spell correctly too. Right? Yeah, it wasn't too hard. <laughs> Some to people spell. be like, "Yo, I'm about to put a Y in the middle." No, ain't no Y in the middle it's of the A. A-O. Oh, that's just it. Man. A and an O. That's right. That's it. That's right. Simple. A Y Y O. Hey, yeah, yo. why would they put a Y in there? <laughs> you want to fight or something? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know where the Y so, come from. Hey, but I yo. think they'd be like, hey, yo. Whenever no. I tell anybody my name, you're like, hey, yo. No, no, keep, take it easy, no, man. There's no Y. I know why, man. Yeah. Take it easy, bro. Take, <laughs> take it easy. <laughs> uh, so why we're here, we should play a song or something? Hell yeah. <laughs> I wish we could. Are we you looking what we don't? Right. That's one thing. I wish I had the room in this place. Uh-oh. I wish I did have the room. For the place, so I could get instruments in here and stuff. But yeah, we're a podcasting studio. Yeah, you know you can't be everything. Leave that to Big Blue. They're the professionals. That's right. Go crash crash that party. Exactly. What's up with Pam? How's Pam been doing? Have you seen Pam? Pam, yo, Jeff, tell Pam we said hi, man. We love Pam. I love Pam. I love Pam more than I love Jeff. It's a fact. Wow. I like, yeah, I, I mm-hmm. like pitting them against each other. I like that. I know, right? I'm like, all right, cool. I, I, I like them both, but when I had a, yeah, I, I, I love Pam. Well, I just love Pam. Now she's great. watching right now, so there you go. Tell her. Good. Pam. I love you, Pam. You know it, mama. She says you guys should all come by with Mandry and have a Basement Olympics rematch. Hell yeah. You beat me last time, so. Yeah, damn straight. You won last time? Again, too. Yeah, he did. Really? Yeah, and he beat me in foosball, too. 
He didn't beat me in basketball, but it was kind of cold. Well, now. nobody beat you yeah. in basketball. <laughs> yeah, it was cold that day. It was brick. Yeah, yeah. I got to warm up nowadays. I'm a little older than I was then. And everybody Especially kicked the field goal but me. <laughs> no, Landry. I, I missed. I didn't. I couldn't hit a field goal to save my life. Even if I stood right. five yards out, I couldn't freaking hit a field goal. Oh, we were booting him out there. You guys were killing it. I couldn't hit nothing. Oh, I, man, I love anything that's like that. But I definitely wasn't killing it, but I think I did get it eventually. Yeah, we moved into like the We made it look like I got yeah, it because yeah. everyone started going nuts. But I think, I think it, that. Yeah, because it was short. And we're like, oh, and then Gabe was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Gabe hit it, man, first right off the bat. He did. Yeah. He, booted he, did. he booted it. He was he like, wow, it. you got a foot, kid. <laughs> like Martin Anderson in the making. He, he did like, Martin <laughs> Anderson. <laughs> Word. With the straight on kick, too. Word. Uh, man, you Steve was... Christie motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Ray Finkel, wide right. Oh, my but, God. Um, nah, man, that shit was great, man. And then we can't forget about the 420 kickball party. Oh, man, that oh, shit yeah, was great. I want to do another one this year. We should. The weather's been beautiful. I think we might be able to find a nice little weather day for it. We nice. should do it from 420. Yeah, I'm trying to. Yeah, I'd love Why to play not? a little golf, especially if I stay a little bit later. Yeah. That'd be fun. But, yeah, man. That, Thanks th- for bringing the weather bits. with you, by the way. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Oh, yeah. You wave man. You know? You're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> there you go. That's great. Oh, shit. So what do you think? It's been a little minute since I felt like I was infinite, but since then, I'm always in it with my man, man's reef from LA, and you see Z over there, Jeff, what you say? I see that big blue Olympic in the way. I'm looking for that, for that, if you want it, get it, I got it, I got it, bother, get it, get it over with. I see it over here, Z, Apple Box, with that video, see, I got that, you better fall back, I see it coming, clear. Win it,